Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 117 of the Hooper's Log. It is the final day of the regular season, and also today is Mamba Day, uh, which is the final day of Kobe Bryant's career. Um, it is kind of a shocking thing to talk about, really, uh, and from the standpoint of, you know, a long-term, you know, this day, we all know this day is coming, obviously, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the way you know, the game has progressed and changed over the years and whatnot. Uh, the, the most interesting thing about tonight is obviously there's two things that are obviously the most interesting. Kobe's final game and the Warriors winning 73 games. Everyone's trying to make it not a big deal that Kobe Bryant's playing his final game. Look, people, obviously the Warriors' 73 wins is huge. I'm not going to sit here and debate and deny and, 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 and debate anybody on the fact that watching the 73 wins for the Warriors won't be historic and unbelievable. Um, if they do it, it really will be, it will be unbelievable and forever achieving, but it's something we can always rewatch and, and go back to Kobe Bryant's final game means more than just, you know, watching a 16 win team, which I understand if you're going to watch the warrior, win. I believe me, I understand. <coughs> I do. I understand if you're going to watch the warrior game tonight, I, I would too, if it wasn't for Kobe's final game, uh, but growing up, you know, in this generation of basketball, this this last 20 years, really watching what's gone on in the game of basketball, Kobe Bryant's been the closest thing to MJ I think we're ever going to see. And I'm not going to sit here and say Kobe's better than MJ because he's not. He never will be. Uh, people who make the debate that he is and people who make the debate that, you know, could be a better player than MJ, he could have. Don't get me wrong. No one can debate the fact he could have been better than MJ if he would have been, you know, in the right system with the right team in MJ's position. He probably would have been MJ. He probably would have been him maybe better. Who knows? But he got the cards he was dealt, and with the cards he was dealt, he came damn dealt. He came damn close to MJ's career, and for that, we're going to pay tribute to him today on the show. Obviously, a lot happened yesterday in the world of basketball. We'll get to that shortly, but today is mostly a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And if you'd like to call into CLNS Radio on episode 117 of the Hooper's Log, my name is Seymour Buckets through the Seat Geek Studios. The phone lines are three two three. Six four two, one five five eight is the number. And if and if you can't get in, if there's some way that you you can't listen or you can't listen in or get into the show, I'll I'll try and get the link out there. But again, the phone number is three two three, six four two, one five five eight. Obviously, those games will be coming up here in a couple of hours uh, before, so we're gonna be able to give our our eulogy of Kobe Bryant's career here. Uh, coming up here in a little bit after we pr- recap what happened last night. My phone is absolutely exploding right now with updates. Obviously, it's 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Obviously, the middle of, of, of the sports night. Uh, the NBA's uh, last regular season day has already begun now as it is 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And tip-off should start shortly here as tonight should be an insanely crazy night in the NBA. Let's recap what happened last night real quickly, and then let's give you the preview of what to expect tonight. Kevin Hart, get it going for us. Let's get it started. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Pacers win last night over the Knicks, 102-90. to 90. Big win there is obviously they lock up the seventh spot in the East, and the Pistons are the eighth spot as they lose to the Heat, and they will be guaranteed playing the Cleveland Cavaliers in the, in the first round of the postseason. Pistons and Cavs will start it off this weekend. 
in the first round, one versus eight, and Pacers versus Toronto Raptors will lock it up in the other matchup. There's two more matchups to be decided, obviously, as the Eastern Conference will be decided tonight. With 14 games left in the regular season, obviously the final 14 games tonight in the NBA. The Raptors destroyed the 76ers. The 76ers are now 10-71. and 71. They could head into tonight and potentially lose their 72nd game of the season. Spurs beat the Thunder in overtime to finish 40-1 and one at home. And, and shockingly enough, their only overtime game of the season they win at home, 40-1, and one, now 66-15. and 15. The Thunder finish out their season 55-27. and 27. I was right on the money with predicting their, their, uh, their wins this season at 55-27, and 27, and they will be going to the postseason as the three seed. And the Thunder are now, uh, now have uh, – uh, they're, they're ready, ready to get to the postseason. They're ready to go. They lose 102-98, obviously starting all their bench players. Just goes to show you how deep of a team they are to push this Spurs team to overtime, playing the way they did with all their bench guys and all their starters resting. Clippers beat the Grizzlies last night, 110 to 84. Clearly, the Grizzlies. This is a trap game for them because they're clearly looking to tonight to destroy history and potentially knock off the Golden State Warriors and potentially get to the. Uh, they could potentially get to you know the the, the upset city and get to the NBA playoffs. Uh, with a win over the Golden State Warriors and get in with, with some momentum. Clearly, if they can get that victory and get it done. We don't have Andrew Norris in the building. I don't know where he's at. I tried contacting him. I have no idea what's going on with him. Uh, but hopefully, we'll get him in the show sooner than later. Um, so, preview tonight's games. Look, Heat and Celtics play tonight. This game is big for one reason and one reason only. Uh, I believe if the Boston Celtics win they could find themselves in the four or three spot, and Miami could find themselves in the four or five spot. I'm not 100% sure on how it all breaks down and what's supposed to happen. I should know that, but I just got off work about a half an hour ago, so I've had no time to do so, and I've been preparing for talking about Kobe Bryant for the last couple of minutes. I've been trying to look up uh, sound bites to get him and to get his uh, career really wrapped up on the show. Um, also, uh, another big game tonight, Raptors and Nets doesn't matter. Magic and Hornets doesn't matter. Obviously, the Hornets, if they win, they could potentially be in the fifth, fourth, who knows. Uh, those three, four, five, six matchups uh, teams in the wet, in the East right now, Miami, Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte. Boston and Charlotte both have 47, and Miami and Atlanta both have 48. A lot could flip-flop tonight, and if Charlotte doesn't beat, uh, beat the Magic, they're probably going to just stick at that sixth spot and stay there, and they'll probably play the Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks, and Boston Celtics. It's going to happen either way. They're going to play one of those three teams no matter what. Um, and the Pistons and Cavs play tonight. No one's playing in that game, so that game doesn't matter. Hawks and Wizards, obviously the Hawks need to win that game to not fall into either a, the fifth or sixth spot uh, and to lose home court advantage. They need that victory to keep that home court advantage in the first round. 76ers and Bulls, no one cares. Spurs, Mavericks, no one cares. Uh, unless if you're a Mavericks fan, then maybe that has some implication on your record. Uh, if the Mavericks lose tonight and the Grizzlies win, the Mavericks will jump down to that seventh spot and the Grizzlies will jump up to that sixth spot. Uh, obviously, the Portland Trailblazers play tonight as well. Um, they will be playing the Denver Nuggets in the late, late games, like the late category with the Jazz and Lakers, with the Grizzlies and Warriors. Um, and the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers tonight, if they win that game, at 43 and 38, they will solidify the fifth spot in the Western Conference, and they'll play the LA Clippers in the first round for sure. If they lose and Dallas wins and Memphis wins, that becomes a conundrum, and who knows what happens at that point. I don't know the tie-breaking scenarios, but uh, that could be the case, and that could happen. Uh, but Portland, as of now, has a one-game lead over Dallas and Memphis, and they could potentially drop down, depending upon what happens for the rest of the night. Kings, Rockets, obviously the Rockets win. They're in. Uh, if they lose and Jazz beat, and the Jazz beat, the uh, Lakers tonight, which would be, in my opinion, a big win because I think the Lakers are coming out strong tonight and trying to get a final win for Kobe. Um, but the Rockets will try and get into the postseason. If they win before the Jazz play, then clearly it won't matter and the Jazz will be eliminated from the postseason. So the Rockets need to win and they're in. Pacers need to uh, – Pacers are obviously in where they're at. There's no pressure there. They're going to they're gonna play the Bucks, Pelicans and Timberwolves, no one cares. Grizzlies and Warriors, obviously history on the line, 73 victories is a big, big, I mean, uh, historical event by itself. Um, Golden State is at home, 
But who's to say, considering the way the Grizzlies played over the weekend against the Warriors this past Saturday, that they can't come out and destroy the Warriors at home, especially since the Warriors have struggled at home over the last week and a half. I mean, they lost to the Celtics. They lost to the Trailblazers. Uh, excuse me, the Timberwolves. They have been a team that has struggled at home as of late a lot. And hopefully they can win this game and solidify history forever and be the greatest team ever. Now, if they lose, then a lot of pressure is taken off of them from the standpoint of them breaking the record and being the greatest team of all time. Because if they lose, then it's all up for debate forever if they win the title. Um, but this is a team where if they win it, win tonight, all the pressure is put on them to become the greatest team of all time. And that could potentially happen over the postseason if it so chooses to be so. Jazz and Lakers, clearly uh, from a historical perspective, we'll get into it more here in a little bit, Lakers – are uh, the Jazz are under are favored by four, but let's be honest, the Lakers are going to come out and play really well tonight for their final home game of the season and Kobe's final game of his career. Clippers and Suns doesn't matter. Clippers are going to be the the, the four seed anyway, and then Nuggets Trailblazers again. As I said, the Trailblazers need to win to solidify that fifth spot in the NBA postseason. Um, only one spot up left for the bait in the NBA, and that's the Western Conference. Obviously. Um, it's the Houston Rockets and Utah Jazz, and as we mentioned, the, the Kings and Rockets are getting tipped off right now in the NBA to get all that started. Um, I wanted to say some things before we start talking about Kobe Bryant. Obviously, tonight's basketball, the last night of the regular season, there's a lot going on. Obviously, the, the recap of the final regular season stuff is coming up here shortly. Um, tomorrow, we'll recap the season and recap, obviously, if the Golden State Warriors win. I will be watching both games, Golden State and the L.A. Laker game tonight, obviously L.A. Laker game for multiple reasons, but I'll also keep a keen eye on that Golden State Warrior game and mostly be watching that one, but I will have the Kobe Bryant game on my main screen because obviously it's the last time I ever get to see a walking legend in Kobe Bryant. Um, so for that being said, um, this show is really about Kobe Bryant and, and sending him off the right way. Um, I'm going to go on about a, I don't know, 10-minute, you know, you know, just talk about my experience with Kobe Bryant throughout his career from the standpoint of how he impacted me as a basketball fan and as a athlete and as someone who, you know, watched the game of basketball, I sound super congested. I am sick. So if I don't sound normal, I apologize. My name is Seymour Buckets. And if you'd like to call in and talk about uh, Kobe Bryant and, and give tribute to him and his career, we'll have a final, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sound bite here on the show. I can barely think. I'm tired. I'm sick. It, it, it's the end of the year, obviously. All the things on, but we have a final tribute sound thing uh, through YouTube about him and highlights and things like that. Um, it's an eight minute clip, so feel free to listen on in when the when the show ends. That will be what ends the show today. But I'm going to get started and talk about it. And again, if you'd like to call and talk about Kobe Bryant, please feel to do feel free to do so. Phone number is three two three. Six four two, one five five eight is the number. Kobe Bryant, number twenty four, number eight. Kobe Bryant from uh, Marion High School in Philadelphia. God, I am butchering everything right now today. Clearly tired. Clearly don't have my notes in front of me. I've been kind of all over the place today. It's been crazy. Just absolutely nuts. So, Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, the second greatest shooting guard of all time, top ten NBA player of all time. And a player who, you know, when you start talking about greatness, you have to put him in the pantheon of that word when it comes to the NBA game. Um, I grew up watching this game from a very young age, I'd say about eight, nine years old. I mean, I wasn't really a sports fan until then. I liked sports, but I wasn't the biggest sports fan. I was one of those cartoon nerdy kids and whatnot. And one of the very first basketball games I ever watched was between Portland, at least that I can remember um, off the top of my head. Obviously, I watched a little bit of the, of the Spurs when they won the title in 98, um, or in 99, excuse me, 98-99, the short, strike-shortened year. But I remember when the Spurs won that, but it was very vague. But the, the one memory in my mind is when, is when the alley-oop to Shaq against Portland in the playoffs – that really stuck out in my mind because that was what made me intrigued about that. That one play intrigued me about basketball, and both of those players are going to retire um, here, you know, obviously after tonight. And ever since that moment, you know, I, I didn't I, – when, I, when Kobe first came into the league, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really put a hate or love stamp on him or anything like that when he first came into the league. He was just another one of those kids that came – 
you know, that came into the league. I felt like too young or whatever when I heard about him and all that. I was like, okay, cool. He came out of high school. That's pretty cool. You know, apparently he's really good. He went to the dunk contest. He was fun to watch. He was, he was, you know, personality wise, he was intriguing because he wanted to win. He was competitive, but he was fun because he was a kid, you know. And then the first title they won in 2000 with Shaq and Kobe, you know, Kobe was the sidekick. Kobe was the Dwayne Wade at that point in time. Like what Dwayne Wade is right now throughout his career, that's what Kobe was in the first championship. The second championship when they beat the 76ers, that was when you started to see a Kobe Bryant. Now, don't get me wrong. A couple of games against the Pacers in the NBA Finals in 2000, you saw him take over some of those games late in the ballgames, and you saw moments of greatness where you were like, oh, Kobe is legit. Kobe is the is amazing. He, I, you wouldn't say he was the best shooting guard, but he was getting there like real quick. And he was only like 20, you know, 22 at the time. You know, he was getting there. They won their first title. He was had that Dwayne Wade presence. He was a he was kind of a you know a, a sidekick to Shaq, sidekick to Superman. He was Robin. He was he was Robin. And then the second year when they played Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson was the best shooting guard in the league, no debate. And the 76ers won that first game, which, in my opinion, is still one of the greatest one of the greatest NBA Finals games I've ever seen. Even though that team pretty much got beat the final four games uh, in that series, but that first game, Allen Iverson went off, and and I still didn't quite believe in Kobe, but I knew Kobe was up in the top five shooting guards in the league, no debate at that point. I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying you know, get yeah, guys like Ray Allen, you had guys like uh like uh, Doug Christie. People forget Doug Christie was very good back then. Uh, obviously, obviously, Allen Iverson winning the MVP in 2001. Um, you had other players from that era who were still playing really good basketball. I can't think of them at the top of my head. But Kobe was getting into that realm of top five shooting guard. He was coming up. You knew he was coming up. He was getting better. The real year where Kobe Bryant, you started to see him become great, was in that 2003 NBA Finals against the Nets. He started putting a stamp on the league where it was like, okay, now he's really starting to turn into an overall presence and an overall, you know, uh, uh, hype, not hype, but an overall incredible player defensively, offensively, everything. He started to really have a full blown, you know, five tool game where he could play defense, offense, handle the ball, shoot the ball, and also find ways to get his teammates open and also impact the game uh, from multiple levels in transition. He was a, uh, he turned into an overall, you know, unbelievable player. And then they lost to the uh, Detroit oh, – they lost to the Spurs in 03, obviously, when the Spurs won the championship – or in, in, in 2003. Uh, they lost to the Spurs. And then they then, – then in 04, that was, you know, that was the whole – after 03, when they lost to the Spurs by darn near 40 points, um, that was when the whole, you know, rape case happened, when he was, you know, allegedly, you know, all that stuff happened. And that was when you started seeing a complete shift of an idea of who Kobe Bryant was. Because Kobe wasn't really hated before all that happened. No one really hated Kobe before the rape case happened. No one did. And um, Or the sexual misconduct. I don't know exactly what the case was, but I, know, I definitely know it was, it was somewhere around that sexual misconduct type, uh, type profile case. And... That was when I didn't like Kobe anymore. I didn't like Kobe from the from the from the competition perspective because he got on my nerves as a Spurs fan because every single year we had a chance to do it. And then finally in 03 when we won the championship, we got over that hump and we got it done. Thank God we did it, you know. In 03, that was a big thing and that's when I really didn't like the Lakers. I didn't hate them. I didn't like them. I respected them. I didn't like them. Then the whole Shaq and Kobe drama started happening and a rift between them. And that was already a rift before, but it got even worse as time moved on. And especially after 03 and then the whole rape case happened. That was when I was like, man, I really don't like this guy. As much as I like his mentality, as much as I, I, I love how he approaches the game, I do not like this guy. I hate him. You know, I hated Kobe. I hated him for, for logical, uh, moral reasons. He raped or did whatever he did you know, to his wife or ex-wife or whatever happened. I don't know. I, I was too young to remember. I was like, I was like 13, 14 years old when it happened. And then when they were gearing up in 04 for that championship run with Gary Payton, Carl Malone, uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaq, you know, four hall of famers all going at it, you know, and we all knew Kobe was going to be a hall of famer after that. Um, Cause his run and his, and his game was speaking for itself. He was starting to play like a legend, and then they got beat by Detroit, and that was when I was like, thank God they got beat by Detroit because they're so cocky and so 
you know, over the top, think they're so good, blah, 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 blah. They got ran over by Detroit in 04. And that was awesome. And that was the way basketball should have been won, and they got it done. And that was when Kobe and Shaq split up after that year. 05 comes. Uh, you have the Spurs beating Detroit. The Lakers don't even make the postseason in 05. Kobe's by himself as Shaq goes to uh, goes to the Heat. Um, and it, it just turns into drama. And, and Kobe kind of got some karma, really, for, for his actions off the court, for who he was as a player, and, and, just, and just all that. And, and it felt good as a fan because you're like, thank God. A great player, but he's so annoying and so over the top. Then 06 comes, 2006 comes, and that was when we started seeing my freshman year in high school, 2005, 2006. Kobe Bryant turned into the best player we've seen in a four-year stretch, period. I mean, period. Like, Kobe was already great from, you know, 03 to 05, those three years, obviously with the whole rape case thing going on and all that stuff. That was crazy. But you you started seeing him really put it all together from both ends of the court on a level that really you can only compare with Michael Jordan. And there's no debate. There's, there's, there's no There's no debate. I mean, at the time, people weren't really saying he was MJ. He was doing his own thing, his own way, scoring the basketball, playing great defense, um, really impacting his team, not from an overall team perspective, but in a level that you knew that if Kobe Bryant had the basketball with five minutes to go in a ball game, he could single-handedly beat you, no matter the deficit. Now, obviously, if it's 10 points, it's different. But if you were down five minutes to go and Kobe Bryant had the ball or down five with, with, with three minutes to go and, and you were the Lakers and, and you weren't as good because they weren't as good in 06 and 07 as people give them credit for. But, but then when 08 happened, obviously they went to the finals. They, they lost to the Celtics. Then they got back in 09. They won. They got back in, in 10. They won the way they did. You have to give Kobe Bryant a ton of credit from 06, 07 and 06 and 07, those off years when they didn't make the NBA Finals, but they were still very good. And in 06, Kobe Bryant relaunched and rechanged himself to be this offensive dynamo. A lot like Kevin Durant is now. That was a lot like Kobe Bryant, but imagine Kevin Durant with lockdown defense. That was Kobe Bryant in 06. How he didn't win MVP, you know, uh, for, you know, more than once in his career is a slap in the face to the legacy of Kobe Bryant. Kobe should have had at least three MVPs, at least, at a minimum, three MVPs. Those MVPs that Steve Nash won, those MB- maybe even one year LeBron won it, Kobe could have easily walked away with one of those. He could have, but he didn't, unfortunately, because that's just how the cookie crumbles, and unfortunately, he didn't get it. Kobe Bryant, from 06 to 07, 08, he revamped that team. They started getting pieces back in there, and they created uh, an environment strictly around Kobe Bryant, which the first, you know, from, from 96 when he got drafted all the way up until about 06 was not really Kobe's team and really Kobe's era of the Lakers. It was really 06, you know, 05 really. From from ninety six to 05, it was not Kobe's era. It was that it was that was more of a team, you know, a, a, you know, a dynamic duo of Kobe, Shaq, and a bunch of other great players in Robert Ory and Rick Fox, and really great role players. That was really that team, and that was not just Kobe's team. But from 05 or 06, especially from 06 until until I'd say about two thousand eleven. That was Kobe's team, and for that five-year stretch from – or should I say six-year stretch till about 2012, 2013, Kobe Bryant really created this entire organization what they did. Now, he didn't run the organization. He didn't do this whole LeBron thing that LeBron's been doing behind the scenes. But Kobe Bryant, 06, 07, 08, really revamped the structure of that team, and they went to three straight Eastern uh, NBA Finals. 08, 09, and, and 2010, and they didn't win in 08 because obviously the Celtics won it, but in 09 and 2010, that is where Kobe Bryant's legacy will be remembered from me. From 04, or excuse me, 2002 when they won the title, their third in a row, you could have looked at Kobe Bryant, and if that would have been it, if Kobe would not have won another championship, you would have seen Kobe Bryant as the greatest sidekick in NBA history. 
where Kobe really built his legacy and where people do not give him enough credit and why he deserves all the credit he's getting now is because when they, when they went through the Shaq debate, the, the Shaq debacle back in 05, 04, 05, and then 06 happened when they finally got back to the postseason. Didn't get to the NBA Finals, but got back to the postseason. And they finally got to finally do some things. And Kobe was the face of that team from 05 on. He was. And that's where you have to give him credit for creating that, that environment for L.A. to become successful again. Because in 05, it was the first time they'd missed the postseason in like 20 years or something like that. It had been a long time since they missed the postseason. And they were bad before they, you know, in between that era after Showtime and then before Shaq and Kobe. They were, they were, they were okay, but they weren't great until Shaq and Kobe. And then 05, they just fell off the map. 06 was when you started to kind of see the legacy of Kobe. And that was where me as a, as a young fan, I was like, man, I hate Kobe. Kobe's a selfish player. He's a this, he's a that. He's only a, he's only a sidekick. He's only a guy who goes out and scores and plays defense. He's an individual player. I don't like him. And for the most part throughout his career, that's true. But where you have to step back and recognize the un, unbelievable level of play that this guy played at was from 06 all the way until about 2012. Because in 06, this is what Kobe, he did it all by himself. He could have left that team, which rumors were flying. He could have left them, gone to Detroit, gone to the Clippers, gone to other teams when the Clippers were bad back then. But he was thinking of dipping. And you know what? He stuck it out. He stayed with the team. He got them back to the NBA Finals a couple of times, uh, three times in a row with his team. Didn't win it the first year, obviously, against the Celtics. But then he played against the the Magic in 09, won the finals champ won the championship there, which we all know it should have been it should have been Cleveland or Boston. I forget who they who should have played, but it should have been them again. And then you have uh, or Detroit, my my I add you. I forget who it was one of those three teams, either Cleveland, uh either Cleveland, Detroit or uh Cleveland, Detroit or or Boston were the three teams that should have made it to the NBA Finals that year, but somehow the Magic squeaked through and got in, but that they won it. Kobe won his fourth ring, and I, I didn't like Kobe still, but I was like, you know what? Hey, he did it. You know, he did it. Oh nine, he did it with his team. And that was when I became – I respected Kobe more as time went on because I was, I was, I'm a Spurs fan, and knowing we had a really good team in oh nine and we got shut down by Kobe's team, I was like, okay, um, they've created something where they're going to be good for a while, for at least a couple years. They won it that year in 09 over the Magic because we all know the, you all know the Spurs would have won the title in 09 if, if they would have made it. We all know that. Over the Magic? Oh, absolutely. That was the NBA championship, in my opinion, between the Spurs and the, and, the, and the Lakers in 09. We all know that. And then came 2010 when in 2010 they played the Boston Celtics and had the rematch over them in 08. And you can say all you want about greatest finals of all time. In my opinion, that was, that was the greatest outside of – Outside of 2013 when the Spurs and, 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 um, and Heat met up, outside of that series, that was the greatest finals I've ever seen. And what Kobe Bryant did in that finals with his team, with, not just as an individual player, but with his team, that was where I gained pretty much all the respect I have for him now, which is he's going to go down as, as, as a top 10 player in NBA history, and it's because of that three-year stretch from 08 to 2010. What he did in 2011, team was still very good. Obviously not good enough to make the finals because the Mavs made it. 2012, um, you know, the Thunder did it again. They found a way to get in. And, and that was kind of when the downfall happened of the Lakers organization and things weren't working very well. Phil left, all that drama, you know, Andrew Bynum knocking off a guy, uh, I think J.J. Barea coming down the lane or something like that. It got ugly. And that's not Kobe's fault. Kobe just stayed there and wanted to write it out. Now, he got paid huge amounts of money over these last two years in his career. But we're not looking at that tonight. What we're looking at tonight is a legend leaving out on his own terms. And for that, being a Kobe hater, I, I, will, I will always say this. I'm a Kobe hater, but I respect the guy from the standpoint of he is a top 10 player of all time. If you don't think he's a top 10 player of all time – Please get off drugs and find a way to figure out your life because Kobe Bryant is, 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 is unanimous with the greatest of all time. And 
if there was no Michael Jordan, if there was no LeBron James, seriously, it would be Kobe Bryant. He would be the face of the NBA. It's just a matter of fact. Look, there are better players than Kobe Bryant, uh, more successful players than Kobe Bryant when it comes to you know, rings and legacy and, and greatness and changing the league. You know, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan. I think Tim Duncan is more successful than Kobe Bryant from a legacy perspective. When it comes to the, the hardware and the numbers and – not the numbers, but the hardware and the overall, you know, championship and, and wins and things of that nature, the, the, the consistency level, Kobe didn't have that throughout his career. The consist, I guess it's what it's called, the consistent legacy. He didn't have that per se, but he made an impact and an imprint on the league that is very similar to Michael Jordan, very similar to LeBron. It's kind of in between LeBron and MJ. If you had an in-between in LeBron and MJ and the way they impacted the league in different forms, it's Kobe Bryant, and he did that. And with that, he has to be a top 10 player of all time. He has to. He's the top three in scoring or top two in scoring, no, top three in scoring because he's behind Karl Malone. But for that being said, you know, all I got to say about Kobe Bryant is, you know, watching this brand of basketball and the way he plays with such grit, determination, toughness, uh, competitiveness, that's the thing that the NBA is missing. That's something that I bring to my profession and what I try to do in my life, I wouldn't say profession because obviously I don't professionalize in professional sports, but when it comes to a show like this, when it comes to playing sports out in, out in the world, you know, obviously I try to have fun. Deep down, I'm as competitive as Kobe Bryant when it comes to wanting to be like, no, nah, am, I, am I Kobe Bryant? No, no, no. I'm not. Don't get that confused. But when it comes to playing at that level, I aspire to be like Kobe Bryant. I do. I think anybody who wants to be great at something aspires to be like Kobe Bryant, which is why he's the perfect role model in the sports essence. Off the court, I don't care. Obviously, we know about that circumstance that happened about 12 years ago. But outside of that, Kobe Bryant has been one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And tonight's the final night. Tonight is the curtain call. And for that, I tip my hat and I say thank you, Kobe Bryant, for your 20 years of of truly excellent play. Now, clearly the last three years have been kind of eh, and the first couple of years have been kind of eh. But there was definitely a 15-year period where Kobe Bryant impacted the NBA in multiple different ways, as a sidekick, as a you know, as an example with what happened uh, with Colorado, um, you know, as a just elite, lethal, game-winning, clutch performer for a good five-year, six-year period from 2006 to 2005 to 2011, 2012. And then this final couple, three, four years now, he's really been dwindling in his career and, and showing, you know, really, uh, you know, Father Time is, is coming back to beat him. It always wins. Father Time always wins. But for that, I say thank you, Kobe Bryant, for your greatness and what you've done throughout your career. Um, it's, you're going to be missed a lot. And I really hope that someone comes along in the NBA. You know, obviously LeBron's competitive, but no one has been – over the last, I'd say over the last five, six, seven years, no one's been as competitive as Kobe Bryant in the NBA. No one has. And for that, I, uh, I, I truly thank him and his, and his due diligence, and especially doing it all with one team. Um, and with, with it being all one team, it, it, it truly makes it that much more remarkable. Look, guys like Cal Ripken Jr., he did it all with the Baltimore Orioles. You know, you got guys like Tony Gwynn. Um, and what he's done, and what he did before he passed, um, incredible, incredible things and, and, and marks in, in, in the history of, of, of sports that you can't really deny is great. And what, and what he's done and what Kobe Bryant has done in the NBA is beyond words and, and beyond reproach. It's, it's, it's an incredible feat and an incredible uh, day now as the final day of Kobe Bryant and his career comes to a close. And um, I can't have a better way to say it um, other than that. And so for that, I'm excited to watch his final game tonight. I don't care what, you know, I'm obviously going to tune into Golden State to watch their 73 victories and to see them do what they want to do. But to see a guy like Kobe Bryant finish out his career, that's going to be something more impressive to me 
than another thing. We got Jonathan Wagner on the line right now. Hey, Jonathan, what's up, man? What game are you watching tonight? Are you going to watch uh, Kobe Bryant or are you going to watch the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you the same thing. I was going to ask why the NBA couldn't change the schedule a little bit so we could watch both, but you know, without watching yeah. them simultaneously, but uh, so we could focus on each. But uh, I'm probably going to watch both. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe in the first half more toward the, the watching Kobe and then maybe more toward the second half, but a little bit more toward the Warriors just to see if they can get the record. Um, you know, it's, it's a big night in the NBA, you know, one of the biggest we've had in a regular season in, in, a, in a long, long time, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. But, uh, I, you know, I'll be keeping an eye on both games. The remote's going to get a workout tonight, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'll be doing that, you know, throughout throughout each game. But I think that's the way I'll probably do it, first half, second half more. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes, you know. Um, you know, if Kobe's missing 10 shots in a row, I may stick with the Warriors, but we'll see how that goes. I doubt that'll happen. Yeah. Do you, you know, I just got done talking about Kobe Bryant for the last 20 minutes, and I'm sure people listening to the podcast are already exhausted of hearing about him. But, I mean, this is really a special day in the NBA because Kobe Bryant, and I've mentioned it obviously over the last 20 minutes, this guy has had quite an interesting career, you know, really being, you know, it's funny because I go back into my childhood. I mean, I, not really childhood, but my but my, my adolescent years of growing up and the, the, the view of what I had as Kobe Bryant growing up, you know, in 05, when they missed the postseason uh, for the first time in almost 20 years as a franchise, you know, obviously going back to the Showtime days and whatnot. It had been a long time since they – it was like 15 years or something like that. And that was the time when obviously the whole Shaq thing had happened. And, and my perspective on Kobe, and that was obviously after the whole Colorado incident happened as well, um, at that point in time, Kobe Bryant was pretty much what Dwayne Wade is now, a sidekick. I mean, that's what he was. He was, he was viewed as an elite shooting guard but a sidekick a guy who could never win a championship on his own in 05 you know and then really where I think because and I didn't like Kobe obviously as a Spurs fan I never I never liked him before that I still hate him but I, I respect the hell out of him obviously um for what he's done especially what he did for a five six year stretch from about 06 till about 2011 2012 um and, you know, really where I think people need to remember his legacy, whether you like him or not, because this is how I remember him, is from 2005, the 2005-06 season, all the way up until, you know, the year after they won the championship against the Celtics in 2010, Kobe Bryant was the best player on the face of the planet. I mean, and it wasn't even close. I mean, you, yeah, LeBron was great. LeBron was unbelievable. He's winning his MVPs. And, and I even said, look, Kobe Bryant, if, if, if we could rewrite history and go back in time to a couple of those years, obviously the Steve Nash MVP years, maybe one of the years where LeBron won his MVP, Kobe should have three MVPs. I mean, realistically, with how great of a player he was and how incredible he was carrying this team at times, I don't know how he doesn't have more MVPs, but, but back then in 05, he was seen as a, as a guy who was a sidekick. Then moving forward from 06 till, you know, 2011, really, it was just a, he 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 was he was the MJ of our time. He was he's the closest thing we've seen to MJ, and it's really not even close. Especially where his legacy was created from, you know, '08 through 2010, where that was his team. Those teams from 2000, 2001, 2002, that was Shaq and Kobe. That was mostly Shaq. Whereas you know the real reason Kobe should be respected and why he's being respected tonight is because of that three-year stretch or five-year stretch from 06 all the way through 2010, 2011. It's just incredible to see. And what do you have to say on his behalf of, of his career? And, and what, do you, what, what do you have to say for you know, Kobe Bryant's uh, career here on the show in the Hooper's Log? I mean, it's just tremendous. I mean, he, he was just – I think one of the things that, that put him up in that class, I remember at, at one point, you know, at some, one time in the middle of his career, it might have been, like you said, around that time frame, around 05, 06, somewhere around there. It's when he had the 35 game and um, 31 after that, I believe. And uh, uh, it wasn't just the scoring, though. It was just his overall game and, and, and just raising the play of other people around him. Um, I know a lot of people say, you know, a lot of times it was he's looking for his shot in, in, over his career first. and But but he, he really did challenge his teammates, you know, defensively, offensively. Uh, he just had that drive, and I remember saying around that time that, you know, I, I don't know if I'd ever would 
would ever equate anyone on the level of Jordan because I did see his whole career, and, and, it, and that was just tremendous. And, you know, I've never seen Oscar Robertson play. I've never seen Will Chamberlain play. But Jordan was always the best one that I've ever seen. So, you know, that's all I can go by and, and what others tell me about other players. You know, everyone's got a different opinion. You might be splitting hairs. But I, I, I'd always said around that time frame uh, that the way he was playing at that point um, – I, I thought that maybe I, I never thought I'd say it, but I remember I remember watching him one game and talking to my dad about it. We were watching him play. And we were just talking about his season and and what he was doing at the time. And I said, you know, I think Kobe might be the best ever, or even on or at least on par with Jordan. And I, I think maybe I've come in 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 the years since to probably not think that because you know it's kind of out of sight, out of mind with 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 Jordan. You know, we haven't seen him play for so long that, you know, you kind of forget how great he was, and even at that time. Uh, so I think, you know, reflecting on it now, I still have to give Jordan the edge a, a little bit, and I still have to count him as the best I've ever seen. But, you know, if it's in terms of people I've ever seen, it's if if he's one, then Kobe's probably 1A because – and I, yeah. I think what separated him – and Jordan from everybody else was just that drive. I mean, we've seen obviously the talent was there uh, uh, better than a lot of other players, but I, I think there's only two guys I've ever really seen in, in in any level of basketball that had that kind of determination, had that kind of drive, where you know they just refuse to lose. And we see yeah. it from certain players. I, I think it's been missing from LeBron at times. You, you see it come yeah. and go at LeBron over his career, but it's not as consistent. That's why Jordan and that Bulls team went 72-10. and 10. We'll see if the Warriors break that tonight or just tie it. But um, it, they have a drive too, but I think it's more that they play team ball, and, and, and that's why they're producing this record, whereas – with Jordan, they did play team ball, but it was more that just that drive. He just, no, no matter what happened, no matter what game it was, I mean, he, he took every game night in, night out seriously and demanded that from his teammates. And I think Kobe had that same attitude. And and you see it from some guys, but not to that level. Those were the only two guys that I've ever seen that you knew, no matter what the game, what the situation, they were going to give 100%. And they were going to demand that from their teammates every single night. And we see that from a lot of guys, but not every night. Even LeBron, even some other guys that, that you do see it from most of the time. It was just those two guys. And I think that's where Kobe was on par with Jordan, at least from that standpoint. And it's just uh, just to keep going on that, it, it, Kobe Bryant, I mean, it, you, you you bring up a point that, you know, uh, that that MJ never really had to face, I guess, when it came to uh, certain circumstances. Look, I understand Kobe Bryant won two of his championships away from Shaq, and I know MJ obviously won his. You know, really, he it was his team the whole time. You know, for the all six championships, it was his team. But Kobe, what he had to do was really build the team up from the ground up. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say MJ didn't do the same thing because he kind of did with, with at least the team around him. Obviously. The, the, the front office built the team around him, and then he ex- exceeded, and they, and they performed beautifully through their system. But Kobe Bryant, you know, when it came to the 05 circumstance, when they missed the, uh, when they missed the postseason, and then they got better over time, and they eventually got back to the NBA Finals in 08, 09, 10. When he got to that, and the thing with me was, was like, I didn't like Kobe because I was like, look, why, is, why do people love him so much? He's not that great, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's just an individual player. But then you started seeing, obviously, 08, they lost to the Celtics. I was like, ah, see, he still lost to the Celtics. Then when they beat the Magic, I was like, look, he's probably going to choke to the Magic, too, because he's an individual player. No, he beat, the, <laughs> he beat the Magic, got his fourth ring, bam. And what made me bitter about that, that 09 Magic championship when they beat the Magic um, – was that the Spurs were in the Western Conference Finals, and I said right there, I was like, look, if the Magic get into the – whoever wins this Western Conference Finals is probably going to win the NBA Finals, and what do you know, it happened. Uh, obviously, and the Spurs were in that discussion, so it didn't happen, but, you know, for that being said, I really wanted the Spurs to get done. They didn't. Kobe Bryant kept going, and uh, and obviously they got done. And then, and then we're really – all of my respect goes, which is one of the greatest NBA Finals we've ever seen, 
was the 2010 NBA Finals. I mean, from the standpoint of television, from the standpoint of media, from the standpoint of the storyline, Kobe Bryant trying to get number five, the chase of MJ at the time, you know, the whole thing going on with him really resurrecting his career, really resurrecting his career from the Colorado incident to being away from Shaq, being on his own, just flat-out unbelievable stuff. And that was where I grew all my respect was after that championship against the Celtics. And that was where, really, I found it away. Andrew Norris is on the line with us. Hey, Andrew, uh, we only got about 10 minutes left, but I wanted to hear your, your, your talk on Kobe Bryant and his career here. We do have Jonathan Wagner on the line, but how is, what, what is your, what's your opinion on the, on the career of Kobe Bryant as it comes so close tonight, uh, at the end of tonight? Well, first I just want to say uh, sorry for the lateness. I, as you guys know, work seems to get in the way no matter what I do, so it's uh, – when you get off a 13-hour day, when you get home, you tend to kind of just pass out. Uh, and that's what happened to me. Um, I'm now at 3% on my phone, and I can't figure out where my charge is at, so I am a complete mess right now. Um, but Kobe Bryant, man, I mean, it, it's tonight is going to be a weird thing. Um, one of those people who you you grow up watching. And, and, and you grow up watching the entire NBA, but there's a difference when you grow up keeping your eyes glued to one guy, watching every movie does. When you grow up and every shot you take, you're screaming Kobe. And, and you're, you know, when your favorite player comes in the league and your favorite player is doing everything he does, you have to compare him to Kobe. Uh, just every, everything this guy done, has done has captured the attention of the league for the last 20 years, good or bad. Straight out of high school, immature. Uh, the people of L.A. didn't like him to start. And just look how he's transformed. From the immature kid, uh, people didn't know if he actually wanted to win, if he actually had that desire to being known as a guy who has more desire to win than just about anybody in the history of the game. Uh, You know, I don't really like to hear he's an assassin, he's a killer, because I don't think that's a real thing. But, you know, even me, sometimes I'll watch a clip of Kobe from, you know, five, six years ago, and I'll go, wow, that guy just, would take a game over, but he he's one of the he's the most pulverizing player. We currently have the two most pulverizing players in the NBA. Polarizing, not pulverizing. Excuse me. Well, oh, he was kind of pulverizing too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, 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 we right right now we have the two most polarizing players in the history of the NBA with Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. And in the twilight of his career, you know, you can't help but to start to like him or love him or really appreciate what he's done um, with with the five titles, with the 33,000 points, um, with, you know, 6,000 rebounds. I, I believe he's both there for both of those. It's underrated by a lot, overrated by a few, and appreciated by everyone. Um, and it's it's one of those things where he he's one of about five to ten players in the history of this game where no matter how much time passes, he will be remembered for one thing, and that's greatness. He's not going to be – 20 years from now, you're not going to be hearing about the rape case. You're not going to be hearing about the Shaq and Kobe drama. You're not going to be hearing about him demanding a trade and then be getting ready to veto it to every team. You're going to hear about five rings. 33,000 points, greatness, winner, and if you want, I'm not, but you can say assassin, killer, whatever. One of the greatest careers in the history of this league. Um, I'm. It, it really makes you think, when you think about your favorite player, I think everybody kind of has their favorite player where when they watch them play, it's just it just captures your imagination, unlike anybody else in the league. And the amount that you get caught up in this whole Kobe thing, kind of, I think part of it is fear. Oh, my goodness, I'm one day going to have to deal with this for my favorite player um, or, you know, the best player on my team, something like that. And it's it's surreal. It's obviously time. I mean, he's, he's honestly having one of the worst seasons in the history of the league, which is something you don't yeah. want to bring up, but you kind of have to. Um but 
tonight is going to be a, a great thing. And I, you know, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out, drops forty, and he knows kind of what's, or he he kind of says, "You guys aren't going to the playoffs," you know, to the Jazz, and doesn't doesn't yeah. let him have. It. But that's going to be hard, you know. So many, he's probably so emotionally drained by this point. Today has probably just been so much on him to have to wait till seven thirty over there Pacific time to to play. Um, he is going to be exhausted, uh, emotional. Everything is going to come together, and who knows? I mean, he's still Kobe Bryant. He's still a legend, so I'm not going to be shocked at all if he goes out and drops 40 points, but I'm also not going to be shocked at all if he drops 15 points on 6 to 25 shooting. Either way, 10 career, in my opinion. I know a few people have him outside. I, I come back and forth. Sometimes I'll drop him to 11th or 12th, but top 10 career, in my opinion. Um, thank you, Kobe, for everything you've done for the game, for all the times I've got to watch you go crazy, and just the pure entertainment. He he defines what the NBA is supposed to be about. Sports are entertainment. Yes. Kobe Bryant is entertainment. Absolutely. And with that, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. Uh, our show from now on is at 5 p.m. Eastern. So if you ever want to call in, Jonathan, please feel free to do so, man. We're going to finish out the show real quick uh, with a Kobe tribute. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to do. Andrew, thank you again for chiming in at the very end there. Thank you, guys. Uh, say your goodbyes, and we'll get on out of here. No problem. And uh, don't forget, yeah, NBA fans, too, in general, um, especially in a couple cities, these games actually mean something for the road teams. Of all attention yeah, on the Warriors the and yeah. Kobe, these actually have a lot of impact for team for uh, playoff implications for teams that are playing on the road and also the teams that could be playing them. So so something to keep an eye on yeah, as those well. Middle, those middle seeds, six through three in the East, are, are going to be flip-flopping tonight. I can tell you that much. And Portland's got to win to stay in that fifth spot. And then, obviously, Dallas and obviously Houston and the Jazz tonight. They got a lot of things going on there. Thank you again, guys. Uh, we're out of here. We're going to do a Kobe Bryant thing and we're going to go. Thank you again. Take care, guys. Thank you.
basket. He was just inside the line. How good is this kid? Stepping up and shooting a huge shot. That's three timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Picked up by Bell. There's the move. Two, four. 
Test looking, gets it to Brian. Brian dribbling, has to put it up for the Thunder. Banks it in! Oh, he banks in the three! Gotta look. Can I you know, look inside and say, okay, what was the genesis for me? Who, who inspired me to get to this point? And when I face adversity and I look at it as a challenge or an opportunity, where did that come from? Who did I learn that from? In this world we live in today where you know, everything is celebrated by championships and stats, he's passed everybody up. So by Good that basis me. alone, yeah, so by that basis alone, you know, uh, it makes him, you know, the greatest Laker.